This episode of Friends of Flow is brought to you by NCLEX Mastery. If you're a nursing student and you're about to take your NCLEX, you need to go to the App Store right now and download NCLEX Mastery. Welcome back to Friends of Flow. Uh, my name's Tess Judge Ellis. And I'm Rebecca Porter. And I'm Andrew Witters. We're all nurse practitioners. Well, I'm not. Oh, Rebecca, I used yeah. to be. You used I to be. I used to be, and then I caved and went back to school. Well, you got a PhD then. I did. But nursing's still a part of your identity. Oh, so my goodness. Like, well, and yeah. as Loretta Ford, you know, the founder of Nurse Practitioners, said the most important word in nurse practitioners is nurse. Is nurse. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that really interests me about our little sidebar shiny thing is squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. The nurse practitioners that are working in acute care alongside physicians. This is a topic for another day. Is are you caving to the medical model and what part of you what you are doing and how you are talking to physician colleagues is from a nursing model versus a medical model? Just a question. I do think we need to talk about that's that. That's another day. Yeah, that anyway, it just continues to be how nursing, their nursing actions are invisible. They're right. not tallied. They're not billed for. Right. And so, and when, so anyway. Anyway, yeah, right, another, another talk for another day. But today. We'll throw that out to the We are talking about yeah. exam preparation. And I'll tell you, even after, I don't know. 14 years of postgraduate education, I think about taking a test and I, my palms are sweaty. Don't you remember the paper days where you I had to go? I remember waiting for the results of my NP certification. Well, then you heard, well, you heard <sighs> a rumor what sort of envelope it was supposed to be in yeah. if you passed versus what if oh, you didn't gosh, pass. Sounds, oh, yeah. And I checked awful. the mailbox every day. I mean, my hands are sweating thinking about that. Take a deep cleansing breath. Okay. Oh, yeah. Deep cleansing breath. And I remember going to the mailbox every day and just praying to the universe Please don't let this be the day. And, and this I is would your mind. Influx, yeah. No, no, no. My NP certification. In, in, okay. And I was sort of mindlessly thanking the stars that today wasn't the day I would find out whether I failed or passed. And and I was just mindlessly opening envelopes, thinking, Bill, Bill, junk mail, Bill. And I read this one and it said, uh, and we had just moved here. And so there was a lot of welcome wagon. Dear Rebecca, welcome to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I, I, so I opened yeah. this letter and it said, Dear Rebecca, congratulations, you have passed. And I thought, what? Wait, 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 wait. What kind of bill is this? What envelope was this in? <laughs> so exam preparation for today. Yes. Yeah. My, my, my experience was... Uh, uh, right away, though, for my for my nurse practitioner yeah. certification, I, I knew right away, which was a huge relief. But whereas the NCLEX, I I I, I do recall it being a twenty four hour thing. the The test just stopped. I think it was the the seventy five questions, and I was convinced. I mean, I convinced myself I had I had failed. Mm-hmm. You know, so I remember going home, and my wife and I were newly married. And I, I just immediately said, well, I, I, I'm going to start studying over the weekend because I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to retake this again. And so I was already like in study mode. And then um, I, I can't remember if it was via email or by um, or, or, or by mail, but uh, ended up passing it. But it was still it's really it, it is, it is, it is heart wrenching to, to, yeah. to, to wait. I, I remember the, the waiting period. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it felt much better, though, at the at uh, the nurse practitioner certification just to get the results right there and just move on. I had to wait, but mine was a lot. What about you, Tessie? 
I had to wait for the, well, the psych boards. So I had the oh, family yeah. boards I got in the mail, but for psych mental health nurse practitioner boards, I got to have the results, but I remember right going, away. Mm-hmm, yeah. They, oh. it, you had to wait. They printed out something and I said, print out the boards, print them out. I told the ladies at the testing center, please print them out, put them in an envelope and don't tell me what they were. And I took the envelope and I walked outside and I sat on a bench, I think <laughs> by the library and I called my husband and I said, I have these results right now and I'm going to open it. So just be on the phone with me while I do that. Oh my. So oh wow. That was how I opened them. So to get the results. So, so well, I then el- eliciting the, su- the support of your, of your, you know, your well, husband. Call, yeah, yeah. somebody like, needs right. to be on the phone next to me. Yeah. <laughs> so so my, cool. I did my RN exams in Canada. They were called not NPLEX. They were something else. And this is in the previous century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember waiting by, by the mailbox Every day, just waiting, waiting. It was weeks and weeks of waiting. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's really cool that you can get your results right away. So For the RN boards? Yeah. Yeah, a, a couple so of days anyway. So let's talk about exam preparation. It is study season. We were, it is study season. We were talking about some lists. The number one on my list was create a, pr- a playlist on your phone or iPad, iPod. You're, they still have iPods, I think, but on your create a playlist of motivational songs that you listen to before and after you study, and then on your way to the study site. Oh, we should ask people what would to be on your. You yeah. probably have some like long hair Beethoven ish kind of. Oh me? Yeah, you yeah. Would have, Bach, um, Mozart. You would definitely, Rebecca would have all of I that. I have choral music. Arvo Park. You know, there are data that say that if you listen to orchestral or classical music while you're studying, that that does a better, that you learn better. I have to when tell you, you listen a story. to that. But now that would not necessarily, unless I was getting some really uplifting, you know, not. I When I was studying biochemistry, I memorized those multiple pathways. I had uh, a theme, variations on a theme by Paganini. Over and over and over and over again. And today, I will tell you, 30-some, 40, 35 years ago, I listened to that. And every time I hear that piece now, I will tell you what pathways are on there. Like, I just That's smart. It's so That's really yeah. smart. So I, what's on your... Yeah, what's I, yours, Andrew? Yeah, well, Andrew, so what's I, on I, yours? I, I'm pretty eclectic. I mean, I've yeah, got, I'm eclectic, I, I've too. Got, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've got some ACDC on there. What? I've got, Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I've got some <laughs> Jay-Z probably on there. I mean, uh, I've... And, and I'm, How about Pink? So... I'm not. Yeah, Katie I'm not Perry. Pink. Uh, maybe not Katy Perry. I, but I, I have no opposition to like to those music artists. But uh, um, I, I think that I, I, my, my Taylor Swift. Um, ah, I'm not much of a Taylor Swift you, fan. But, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I have no hate Andrew. towards Taylor Swift out there, man. So, 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 so it's, I mean, it's, it's yeah, all good. So, the haters gonna hate, um, hate, yeah, hate, yeah. hate, <laughs> hate, right? No, I, I'm no Taylor Swift <laughs> hater. But like, but I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd put her in my playlist. I mean, if, if I found a good spot, I don't know. So we should ask our listeners <laughs> what's, yeah, what's on, on your playlist. What's yeah, on your playlist? Post and share your playlist. Because I would love to know alternative music. And I don't think I'm you open. need to have like a million songs, but I think you need to have about six What's or eight songs. What's on yours, Tess? It is pretty eclectic. I have some country music, and I have some contemporary rock. Yeah. And then some old stuff. Some, uh, what's that one um, movie? 
that Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, like some oh, of the old oh, 70s yeah, 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 yeah. stuff. Guardians like, has um, some great tunes on yeah. there. Yeah, so sure. I have a, I like a little bit of everything. And I do have some classical music too, Rebecca. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it so, to your test. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, I do. It's so a, creating it's fun. a, Andrew, which so have on a your playlist. List? Yeah, which yeah, so yeah, so what cool. else is. Well, let's do more strategic stuff. Yeah. So we talked a lot about making a plan for studying. Yeah. So, so number so, one is a playlist. Number one is a playlist. That, number that, that, two number is one. a plan to study. Yeah, you cannot just plop down and say, I'm going to study for two hours. Right. So you need right. to have an absolute goal. What do I want to learn in the next hour? Is that what you would do? I would even say you have a study book or some study guide and maybe backwards plan from the day you're supposed to take the NCLEX, four weeks maybe to backwards plan and have a create you know, a weekly guide of content that you're going to study. For example, fluids and electrolytes for, you know, the day. I'm going to spend two hours. Then you take a good break and then two hours. So you're going to get your notes out from school. You're going to have your books from school. You're going to have your study guide um, from whatever review book that you bought. When do you start doing practice questions? Do you start those right away, or do you do sort of an overview of the topic first? How do you do it, Andrew? So, so I, uh, my, my plan of study was very similar. I'd wake up in the morning, I had breakfast. I mean, and, and plus, like, I was, I was keen about what time I was waking up, and so. So you kept uh, on a schedule. schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I had a, I had a schedule. I had, I'd set aside a full hour for. For eating, preparation, showering, just just like the the regular uh, activities, you took it seriously. It's a work day. Yep. And and then I would I would sit down and study for uh, it was around three hours, as I recall. And I would take my 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 goal is to take four uh, practice tests a day for usually a it was like a a six week period, as I recall, before um, before my NCLEX exam. So when you guys do practice questions to go back and look at what you got right and what you got wrong yes i i, I did i did too i i and then so i and, and you, I, I developed I a pattern of where, where where i got things wrong so if, if i needed to button up on my pharmacology i could see that in my my test questions or my, my answers so it was kind my, of a qualitative overview of what you got right yeah. and what you got wrong yeah and then before bed at night what i would do is again go through those some of those content questions before that I made. bed. Yeah, before bed. I mean, bed. like right before I mean, bed. I, I, I made it a whole. Andrew, I made it <laughs> like, a whole. I'm getting uh, short of breath just listening <laughs> to studying before turning off the light at before night. Before I, before I was, I gainfully, I couldn't do that. I would have to have before a break. I was gainfully employed. I, I, it, it, it was at least two months off. Um, uh, I, uh, my wife and I got married. Um, I had, uh, um. I had signed up to 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 have a have a job, but uh, and it was but it was purely conditional on whether or not I passed my NCLEX. So, so I just I just took it seriously. So, I, so it I is had, a I high a, stakes exam. Yeah, so, I mean so it's I, a very high stakes exam. I had exam. a start date, and so then I so I spent roughly eight weeks just preparing, just, just preparing, and you took and it seriously. And I took it, it is, very seriously. It's yeah. a high stake exam, and this is what folks need to remember: is what they've given up. To get to where they're at, it's you know, a they've sacrifice. Given up, oh, yeah, it is. They've absolutely. given up time with family and friends. They've yeah. missed out on kids' events and their sure. oh, and yeah, other sure. events. And this preparing for the exam is is similar. You need to. It is important to remember all that has been given up. It, but it, but it was it was a slow take it seriously. It's yeah. the last thing you have to do as a student, even though you've already graduated from absolutely. college. You still have to do this, and at the same time, not to get overwhelmed. 
by well, that's by why the I intensity, plan. and this that's why, why the plan. plan. Yeah, it, exactly. So yeah, you make that plan a part of your daily routine, and it was just, it was just, uh, hey, this is what I got to do. For my NP certification, when I was studying for that, I I also took two months to prepare for that exam, and part of after every study session, I did a meditation. I actually laid test your laugh. I love it. I uh, lit incense because I wanted, and I had really dim lighting and incense and sort of spacey age <laughs> music. <laughs> and and I laid down on the floor mm-hmm. and, and just did a, a mindful meditation for about 20, 30 minutes just to re-engage all of my senses so that I wasn't focusing on just what I had studied. You speak the truth. Not a bad thing. So I think it's really important that when you are studying is to remember your all of your senses of touch, um, hearing, seeing, listening, feeling, and being in touch with that. And that's what you get when you just take time to settle mm-hmm. and and meditate and let your mind rest. Just let your mind drift and rest. Because what you're doing is really intense work. Absolutely. What else is on your list, Tess? Well, I think that when you get down to the actually taking the questions, and we should probably spend a little time on that. Yeah, so we've got the playlist and then preparing. <laughs> take it seriously and plan for studying (laughs) maintain your balance and 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 think about taking care of your whole self getting lots of sleep Mm -hmm. and then right and then well kind of concrete but yeah global but actually going into the testing center and taking on your way to the exam well first of of all the first of all you need to know where it's at where are you going to take the test do a little recon you know go there the night before don't eat anything strange the night before you go I also would say don't study the night before the exam at all. You know, leave it aside and just get a good night's rest. And then... No alcohol. Oh, yeah. For at least 24 hours, 48 hours before the exam, I would say. For sure. You want to have clarity of mind and bring your best brain to it. And um, But keep your routine fairly normal. Breakfast. Uh, Yeah, breakfast. Keep your routine that you normally would. High-protein breakfast. Listen to your playlist. Then as far as sitting down to take the test, I think the best thing that I always say is before you take the exam, deep breaths and think to yourself, everything I need to know to answer the question has been given to me. Right. Everything I need to know to answer the question is given to me. The board exam is a valid test and the NCLEX is a valid exam in every single state in the country. It has it is the standard exam for safe, entry-level nursing practice, period. Get over it. They're not out to mess with you. They're not out to yeah. mess with you. So going into the exam prepared and then looking at the test, taking a deep breath with every question and saying, everything I need to know to answer the question has been given to me. So when you get stumped on a question, on a test question, you're not saying, yeah, but I need more information. Or, oh my gosh, I don't get this question. And then, so go back to your deep breath. Everything I need to know to answer the question has been given to me. Yeah. And I have that on my list as some of the strategies. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think that's totally important. So the things that I remember wanting to stay away from were those big uh, 
uh, global words like always, never, only, uh, every, must. Th those are words to be just leery of because when you use those words in the context of, of a clinical situation, um, you don't really hear things like uh, pediatric patients always have pain. You don't, you don't, uh, th th those are just statements you don't see in practice. It's, it's impractical. Um, so be wary of those uh, global uh, phrases and words. And then... Um, well, and I think if you have a question where that's in the STEM, you have to go back and think about some of the core things about nursing practice, yeah, which is sure. airway, breathing, circulation, and safety, right? Keeping people safe, doing the safest thing when you... T and, and that's... And at the very basic, it's airway, breathing, circulation, and just safety. So I think a question that has that kind of all or nothing is really wanting the person who's taking the exam to say, wait a minute, exactly. this is a safety-related question. So I think it also, as part, just taking a step back, is to spend a little bit of time early in your preparation as you are doing practice questions, is to just take a sidebar and look at how to answer a multiple-choice question. And you can Google that. You can go online. Anywhere is going to help you look at the answers that are distractors, answers that are um, the always or nothing, the always or never answers, what are the distractors, what's the possibility, and what's the right answer. And so that's how questions are constructed, is to get you to analyze that and not to overread the question. Mm -hmm, for sure. Just being able to step back and say, what is being asked here? Is it a safety question? Is it a specific knowledge question? Um, and and that's one another way. So we're in the exam, and you've gotten a question that's got you completely stumped, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't, you go into this all or nothing thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. I'm going to fail. I've been there. So what do you, what's your advice, Tess? Well, I think that if that comes up, and especially if you're stumped between two responses, I would say cover up the responses, cover up the questions and the, res the question itself, and just read the, the, the body of the question and say what's going on in this question and then try to understand the case scenario, understand the situation, and then look at the question. I think that you'll read the question in a slower way. You'll understand what they're looking for after you've covered up the responses. A lot of times we go straight to the question and the responses too fast. And so if you cover up the question and the responses, you can read it. And usually you'll find some word in the question that helps you tease out between those two questions. Here at NCLEX Mastery, we love nurses and especially nursing students, but we need your feedback about this podcast. If you have ideas on topics or you have questions you want us to answer, shoot us a message, leave a comment, go to our Facebook page and just tell us what you think because we want to help you in the most specific way that you need that help. Thank you so much. So we're back from our break. This is Tess Judge Ellis. It's Andrew Witters here. And Rebecca Porter. And we were going to sum up our last section about preparing for board exams. Say number one, I think make a playlist. 
There are some decent data that would say that listening to classical music gives you, while you're studying, gives you a boost in studying, but make a playlist of fun songs that can you associate with success and feeling good about yourself. Number two, keep your cool, uh, relax, but then also uh, uh, get yourself in a routine and a habit of studying. And prepare. Don't just plop down. Make a plan for studying. And number three is remember when you sit down to take that test, everything I need to know to answer this question has been given to me. They're not out to mess with me. This is a fair question, a valid exam. Everything I need to know to answer the question has been given to me. And just one other, um, somebody in our undergraduate class, um, a leader always said her prayer to the universe was, help me remember all that I have faithfully studied. There you go. Send out goodness. Send out goodness. Very good. So with that... One of the things that I just wanted to bring up, we're talking about exams in school, is the notion of cheating. I'm an ethics person, and I I have seen cheating not very often, but people do cheat, or we see people cheating. Uh, as a student, we might see somebody during an exam either surreptitiously or or quite obviously cheating on cheating or they're writing a paper and you know that they have taken the basis of their material from somebody else's paper, not published, but somebody else's work or things that you found, they found online without acknowledging it. And I, I think that this translates into how it is that we practice as a nurse. Because if we think it's okay to cheat on a little assignment or not give it the full attention that it needs, how do we know where to draw the line? How do you know in practice? How do you know that when you get into practice, you're not going to tell lies about or somebody won't tell lies about a medication that actually has been given or not given? or a patient's report of pain that was either taken or not taken. So it's just as something to think about and um, the temptation to cheat. And what do you want to do about calling somebody up who you know has practiced the deception? Do you want them to look after you? What does it feel like when somebody you're working with has lied. A nurse looking after my dad several years ago actually lied to the physician and my dad and to me about a medication that she had had given by mistake. And my dad fell in the hospital because his blood pressure had dropped and she had given an incorrect dose of um, an antihypertensive And I challenged her on that. I said, are you sure that you gave the right medication? And she's, and I said, because the pill was blue and it should have been, I thought the right dose was a white pill and I saw you give him a blue pill. And, and she went, I saw her go back and change the record. And from then on, 
I really questioned the integrity, the honesty of all of the nurses that were looking after my dad. Because was that normalized? Was that a normal expectation? Well, and I think that that is an interesting perspective on what it means to have a practice, you know, a nursing practice, which is not just a nursing perfection action. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not the perfection. And we're taught in nursing school to be that lone ranger that we can go out and fix everything and take on everything and that we don't need to ask for help. And that we're supposed to know everything and do everything on our own. And our, I think our education system sometimes perpetuates that. And the burden of being a nursing student can be so huge. huge. Especially right now because everybody, nursing such a great field. There's a lot of people going into it. And there's a lot of courses that are really demanding before you get into nursing, like anatomy, physiology, micro. And so we see these high-stakes courses that are kind of entry level and that people get keyed up about whether or not they'll pass. And so there are, and especially now with the internet, there's ways to, you know, use group chats or, or such anyway. Yeah. I think it's a, I I think your point is well taken, Rebecca. It's a, where does, um, and luckily it's not a huge, I don't think it's a huge problem in nursing, I don't think so. Or medicine, to right? Be and, and not necessarily for the NCLEX exam either. I think the NCLEX exam itself is it's 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 not only a vetted exam, obviously, but I think it's difficult to to cheat because um, it's you know uh, you're on a computer screen, you know, usually in a, in a cubicle like setup. Uh, it's it's very difficult to. And the um, questions are designed that you can't have a crib sheet or or any what you're going to have with you cannot possibly address all of the questions that you're going to be no, asked. But I'm talking more globally about, sure. you know, where are you as a, as a person of integrity, of moral integrity, drawing your line? And that, that's all I'm going to put out there, is just to be aware of where your own moral integrity lies. Okay. Right, because it's not like you haven't made a mistake. Yeah. We all make exactly. a mistake. So, right. What a sober topic, Rebecca. I know. We need to lighten yes. it up a little bit. And then, what are we going to leave with today, Tess and Andrew? Well, Innovate, agitate, and educate. That's what I say. I think keep your eye on the patient. I say practice with compassion and integrity and empathy. And be kind to yourself. All right. All right. Friends of Flow out. Friends of Flow is brought to you by NCLEX Mastery. Go to the App Store right now, download NCLEX Mastery. And before you leave, if you could just share this with your nursing friends, tell them about us, leave us feedback, go to our Facebook page, tell us what you liked, tell us what you didn't love so much, be nice. But thank you so much. We really appreciate you.